up, Queen City? Good to see you again. It's Friday. Let's hang out and have a good time. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It is a pleasure, nay, a blessing to be with you. Uh, again, the Hornets win, and I am nervous. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs because I'm telling you, there are four, four straight wins, and I'm afraid I'm going to get too excited and ruin it or something. I don't know what to do with my hands. The Hornets have won four straight, and people are laughing because – they're still, you know, 14 and 40. I don't care what their record is, damn it. They've won four straight games since they traded for some real adults. They're, they're 11th in, in offense. They're second in net rating. They're fourth in defense. They look like a completely different team. They blew the lead last night. They ran out of blow it, but you know, they lost the lead in the fourth quarter last night. But they regained composure, made winning plays, even on a night where, by the way, Brandon Miller was not especially efficient shooting the basketball, but was overall good. Hornets win again, and they snap an 18-year, yeah, 18-year Losing streak in Salt Lake City, beating the Jazz last night. What a way to go into Friday, Smoke. You and I were wondering last night, how long is this gonna is this gonna last? When do the good vibes go away? How long do do we get to keep having this fun? Well, at least for another day, another couple of days, we get to have you know fun with the Hornets. Well, well, a day because they're on the second night of a. No, I know, I know, I know, but we don't have to talk about them again until Monday. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm a little nervous because I feel like this might be the night where the wheels fall off a little bit because the Warriors have been red hot as of late. <laughs> And, you know, they have this guy named Steph Curry. Yeah. He's pretty good. Pretty good. You know, pretty good. And they're on the road. So, I don't know. But, I, I, look, I'm enjoying myself. They've had a lot of fun. Uh, Grant Williams has been a godsend. And, you, you know, just this whole entire – like, it's it's just fun. It's just like, ah, I get to watch – let me put myself on the couch, relax, and watch some competent basketball. I'm not expecting the world, but that's perfectly okay. Let's have some fun. Let's watch some – solid basketball by this Hornets basketball team. I like it, man. I like it. I mean, look, look at the text line, right? We're like two and a half minutes into the show, and I'm already getting Hurricane Hugo. Let's bleep and go, boys. Let's have a show on this good Friday. Hell yeah, Hornets. Leon from Bull City. Say it with me, KB. Let's go, Hornets. Bebop from Rock Thrill, whom I love. Bebop. I'm sorry, Bop. You know I love you. I also have to call you out sometimes for your cynicism and your attitude. Right, you get a little tootie on me. But even he's saying, hey, they're going to they're gonna flirt with the play-in game. They're going to flirt with the play-in game, and I like it. But from Bop, with that kind of optimism, <laughs> what the heck? What's going on here, man? They got 28 games to go, and I haven't even checked the standings. They're down 10. I say they're down 10 because they're, they're yeah, they're, it doesn't matter. They're down 10 now after they picked up a half game last night with the win. I got more texts coming in. Eight six four number. We're we're going to the play-in tournament. We're going to the play-in tournament. Uh, Brian, KB, I never thought I'd say this, but it's a, a damn good day to be a Carolina sports fan. Hornets and Hurricanes making me proud. Oh, Kane, Canes won last night, 1-0. Uh, just a, what, what, did the, what did the hockey folks say? They had a keeper standing on his head last night? Yeah, well, that and Sebastian Ajo had an amazing goal with 18 seconds left in the third period against the team that eliminated them last year. That place, Rollywood was going bonkers last night. It was cool. I was going back and forth a bit last night. I, I, I had a, Last night was the most fun that I've had watching Carolina sports in a while. But let's be real. The Panthers didn't lead once in the fourth quarter all year. It has been a minute since we've had something worth watching for. Or worth watching. It, it just has, man. Just has. I, it's been a blast. But last night I'm watching the Hornets take care of victory, uh, take care of business on one side, the Canes on the other side. And, and we take the wins where we can get them. But the Hornets last night, man, they, they were really good. Um, another big night for Miles Bridges, by the way. I, I don't think that we've highlighted, and I think there's a natural and obvious reasons why some people have not maybe highlighted Miles's play as much as they might have otherwise. We all understand why. 
but I'm also not going to pretend as if it's not happening because Miles Bridges was phenomenal last night, quite frankly, out in Utah. Uh, Double-double and, and a big one at that, 26 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists. He was huge. Uh, Trey Mann continued to be very, very productive at the point guard spot without LaMelo Ball. 13 points, 4 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals. Uh, they got 16 from Brandon Miller, who again, I mean, 6 of 16 from the floor. Not his best shooting night, right? 3 of 9 from deep. Not a great shooting night. Also not terrible, but he made some winning plays. That play he made late in the first half um, where, you know, he he made it was a steal at the top of the key. And then he's driving toward the other end. There are two defenders, and he very patiently, you know, makes a move. It was a very adult, very mature NBA play. And then finishes through contact off the glass. I'm just watching that last night thinking that this kid is better than almost anybody thought that he could be at this point. So even last night where he's not shooting it especially well, he makes an overall positive impact. It wasn't just the 16 points, the five assists, the three rebounds, the four steals. Uh, He was all over the place last night. And then how about the 24 off the bench from Grant Williams? This team doesn't have its center right now. Nick Richards played well. You know, I, I I thought last night he absolutely contributed eight points, 10 rebounds. Three assists, two blocks. Two beautiful dunks. Two beautiful dunks. Uh, one, by the way, off a, uh, an alley-oop pass from Vasa, Vasa Micic, which was just a beauty. That should have not been the tech. But Grant Williams, I mean, the Charlotte native, Providence Day alum, all that, the things that we have to say and should say, he's come back. And as, you know, kind of an undersized power forward, you know, some people said, hey, he's maybe not quite PJ, but he's pretty de- – he's been way better than PJ since he got here. Now, you know, it's it's four-game sample size, but his four games in a Hornets uniform versus P.J.'s four games in a Dallas uniform, you know, night and day, there are some reasons for that. There's no Luka and Kyrie here. We get that. But still, Grant Williams has been phenomenal. At 24 points last night, he had six threes, by the way. And I think the most important thing of all, the thing that, you know, makes most Hornets fans that we're hearing from on a day-to-day basis really start to love Grant Williams is how much this all seems to mean to him. Feels like home. It's one of those things that, you know, you feel believed in, you feel loved, and you're just trying to do your best to help the team and help the city. I know this is way before your time, but kind of cool. The Hornets have not won in this building since 2006. You were eight years old. How does it feel just a Charlotte native being able to break an 18-year drought? Yeah, we talked about it before the game. Like, we talked about, you know, making history with this team, being a team that, you know, starting a season doesn't matter. Um, it's all about from here on out what habits we build um, and who we're trying to be from the future and for, for now. So, um, this win was special. It's a very, very hard play to, place to win. Utah has some of the best fans in the league, and it's, it's, they show every single night. So uh, it feels good to get a win here. There you go. Um, I mean, this is a guy who said, I, reminded us, he grew up uh, at the old hive off of Tyvola. He, well, I mean, in that, he didn't see the game smoke, but like he grew up with that sort of appreciation for Hornets okay, basketball. Okay, is my point. He's, he's older. No, he's no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're right. That's misleading. <laughs> no, he wasn't hanging out watching Muggsy. Don't get me wrong. But he came up at a time where he truly understands what basketball, professional basketball means to this place when it's worth freaking watching. Yeah. He like- gets it. Like, I mean, I went to one Hornets game when I was four, but I don't even remember what it was. It was the last year to Hornets. But he probably grew up in the same era of where I went to a Davidson basketball game and my parents were like, hey, that's Dale Curry's son. I'm like, who's Dale Curry? He's like, Hornets legend. That guy back in the 90s was the boss. Remember at an airport, my mom's like, oh, my gosh, that's Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. Like, who's Muggsy Bogues? Hornets legend, basketball player. I'm like, oh, Why can't this team be like the Hornets in the 90s, huh? Yeah, man. I, I just, Grant Williams is stealing the hearts of Hornets fans um, with each and every game, man. 24 last night, he was fantastic. And and they're 4-0, and 
listen, I, people are going to laugh at us because we're celebrating. I don't care. I don't care. It, it's fun to watch, man. Like Vernon just said on the text line, the FanDuel text line, Vernon says, diehard Hornets fans love the direction of the team. Amazing what playing with pride does for a team. But I got to be that guy. What would a top five pick add to this team make us next year? Let's not win too much. Vernon, stop. You, you had me in the first half, bro. You could have kept me. But with the come on, man, no, not the top five pick stuff. Not in this draft. Who cares? Oh, God, who cares? I, I just. You've got Brandon, you've got LaMelo, you've got Mark. It looks like you're keeping Miles. Like, you've brought in some great role players. Like, I Come on with the top five pick stuff, Vernon. You know I love you. You're one of the best callers and texters on the show, but the top five pick stuff, man, come on. By the way, there's been at least one team to jump. I want him to win 18 too. straight games. I, I want him to win so many games that Steve Clifford has to come back next year. Which, by the way, how many games in a row – do they have to win before, you know, Steve Clifford starts to win the hearts and minds of some Hornets fans that just, you know, automatically want him gone right now? I think if they can get, if they go through this West Coast road swing unscathed without a loss, I think that'll help. Because look who they'll beat in that span. They'll play the Warriors tonight. Well, I know the Warriors are technically the last team in the play-in. Yeah, as they, we are. Speak. they are. But they're the flipping Warriors. They got Steph Curry, Steve Kerr. They've got a lot of good pieces still there. They're still the Warriors. Uh Beating up the Trailblazers would be the first time they beat the Trailblazers in the Moda Center since 2008. And they'd end it by beating Milwaukee, which I know Milwaukee's going for a rough stretch right now. But Milwaukee's just two, three years removed, and they got Giannis. If you win all those games on the road. Yeah, I mean, this is a brutal stretch. Yeah. We, we all know that. We've talked about this. The schedule is not easy. They have to play. They haven't played the Cleveland Cavaliers yet this year, by the way. Cool. Uh, Bone pointed that out to me last night on the pregame show, and I hadn't even thought about it. But uh, Cleveland might be the hottest team in the NBA, and they got to play them three more times. So make no mistake about it. The Hornets' schedule the rest of the way is not, I mean, easy to say the least. There, there are some beastly tasks on this schedule, including, you know, a back-to-back -back with the Bucks later this week, or I guess early next week. Uh, you got the Warriors tonight, as Bone said. You got to go to Philly. You got to go back up north to, to Toronto. And I'm not joking here. Do they let Miles Bridges in this time? I mean, they're going, they're going to Toronto Sunday, March 3rd. I'm guessing LaMelo's back at that point, but when they go back to Toronto in a couple of weeks, are they letting Miles Bridges in the country? Now, was that due to the first, uh, the incident that happened uh, two I, I'm years not, ago? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. Okay. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I wish I knew an answer to that. Because Maybe we can get some clarification. Yeah, because at least the, when it happened the last time, it was in December. That was when the case that happened in October was still, now that's been thrown out, so I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. 704-570-9610. I want to hear from Hornets fans today. What does a four-game win streak mean to you? Uh, it was nice to get the three-gamer going into the break. It gave us some good feels, some positive vibes, some, oh, things might not always be awful for forever and ever and always. And then you come out of it, and I think a lot of folks were pretty grounded in, yeah, but and still the Hornets, and you know, the core's still young, and I mean, freaking Davis Bertans got hurt last night. Do we have an update on him, by the way? Because that felt like an unnecessary gut punch from the basketball gods. Not going to lie. Yeah, and it happened after he made the three-point shot. That was a thing of beauty. I told Hoggard in the fishbowl earlier, watching him curl off that screen and rise up and hit that three, I, I, the words I want to use probably aren't suitable for the radio, but I got aroused, basketball aroused when I saw it. Because we just haven't seen enough of that here. I also just love his unwillingness to go inside the arc. Yeah. <laughs> he has not shot a shot inside the arc yet. It's all been from behind the arc, and I, I love him so much for that. Oh, come on. Uh, by the way, Vernon's back. 
He's, he's glossed right over the top five pick stuff. It says, stop it with bringing Clifford back. That's exactly my point. I don't want Clifford back. The players are making this difference, not his coach. Oh, the players are making this difference, not his coaching. This team is, isn't as talented, talented enough to compete at the top. Let's keep adding talent. Well, I, I think you are. You can still add talent, but I, I'm going to hold on to this. Vernon, you, you're telling me that you don't see a very clear difference in the way this team operates with a changeover in maturity and just adult presence in the locker room. You're, you're telling me that a guy in Steve Clifford, who you might not love, but is widely respected across the NBA, you, you don't think that he should be at least allowed to coach for his job over the final 30 games? I, I think that's a little crazy, especially when he didn't build this roster. Uh, he was the one shouting from the rooftops weeks ago, we don't have enough talent. He's been calling guys. I mean, wh what does it say about this locker room, by the way, that they go from being embarrassingly bad defensively before the all-star break and before the trade deadline to the last four or five games being top five in NBA defensive efficiency? What, what does that say? It shows you how some moves can just make a world of difference and how the mentality is completely changed. It's like been like at the flip of a switch like that. You, you know, I thought when this trade was going to happen, I thought it would be a good thing for a lot of these trades, but I thought it would be something we'd see more over time and more, uh, more slowly. We have seen an instant. That's what's made it such a shock is we're seeing an instant. Like the Jazz, they're no slouch. I mean, they're not great, but they've got a lot of good playmakers on that team. The fact that they're going into the fourth quarter after a hot third quarter and they only have, what, 80, 82 points? Yeah. It's like, what the heck is going on here? I'm with you, bro. Hold that thought. 704-570-9610. I want to hear from Hornets fans today. Phone lines open. I just opened them up a couple of minutes ago. Hurricane Mark gets the first phone call when we come back. Hornets fans, size up this team in this situation for me right now. They're 4-0 since these new guys showed up. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Join the Mac and Bone Show Monday. Plenty of recap of Charlotte FC's 2024 debut. Get your shooting boots on. Dear goodness. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. just got a bit of an update if you are out there and you're scrambling or you're stuck in traffic or you're wondering why 77 is even more of a cluster fudge than usual uh the, the reason why is that apparently the 45th president of the united states and uh, i guess possibly the 47th donald trump has uh, arrived in charlotte in the last hour or so and is uh, heading down to south carolina for a rally ahead of the south carolina primary so uh not this president but the last one flying into charlotte and uh, they've shut down they did shut down 77 i don't know if they've begun to reopen you know 77 and other roads at this point but uh, that is the reason for much of the you know cluster bleep in the city and south of the city right now kyle is that your name kyle <laughs> yes it is it kyle, is. all right you're big <laughs> you you're stop, big bailey stop stop, uh, stop. Paper, i was i was <laughs> stop i was turn your own mic off okay turn okay. your own mic off Seven's not as bad as people say. Thank you. Trump's in town. Uh, he's going down to South Carolina for a primary tomorrow, and uh, they've shut down roads. They did it for Kamala Harris about a week and a half ago. Yeah, oh, Kamala. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> so uh, bipartisanship when it comes to terrible traffic. Yeah, How about exactly. That? Both sides. Both All right. Sides. So we got that going on. We got to talk about the NFL ballooning salary cap, which might just solve Carolina's Brian Burns problem and Frankie Louvo, for being honest with you. We'll get to that in just a minute. But the Hornets have won four straight. They beat the Jazz last night in Salt Lake City, Utah. They haven't won there or hadn't won there since March of 2006. 18 years. 
And uh, Smoke, you had some real quick stats before I take these phone calls on the last time the Hornets won in Salt Lake City, Utah. What you got? Yes, so the uh, gas price in uh, the March of 2006, or technically the week of February of 2006, 225 was the gas price the last time the Hornets slash Bobcats won in Utah. The host of S- SNL that weekend was Natalie Portman with musical guest Fallout Boy. Wow. Yeah. That was the one Wait, where she... About, okay. With mu- okay, for some reason when you said Natalie, I was like, was Natalie Portman doing a musical? That doesn't make... Okay, no, I got No, but you. that was the one where she did Natalie's rap with the Lonely Island. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the biggest movie in Hollywood in the box office was Medea's Family Reunion. Wow. And the number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 was Check On It with Beyonce featuring Slim Fug. Really? We got to play some of these. We got to play some of these. That's what we need to do throughout the rest of the show. All right, 704-570-9610. Hit us on the FanDuel text line or on the phone lines. I want you to size up the Hornets for me right now. Four-game win streak, uh, just to remind you that their record currently is still 14-41. and 41. Like, they're 27 games under 500. Only 10 games out of the play-in, though, with – stop it. With 27 games – it is 27. Yeah, 27 games to go. So, I mean, it's – Possible, I guess. Let's go to the phone lines. I'm going to go to Vernon first because Vernon has riled me up and Vernon has riled up the text line. So, Vernon, I'm giving you the first call of the day, brother. How you been? I apologize to y'all. I've been all right. Thank you again, uh, as always, KB, for taking my call. I apologize to y'all. I'm not trying to be that guy that's just saying, uh, let's tank. I'm not saying that. I love what's going on. Grant Williams is a breath of fresh air, a player that is, uh, uh, shows pride to play in Charlotte. I love it. I, I, I love it. But we got to be realistic. We're nowhere near competing for anything relevant. Shooting for the play-in should not be a goal. If if you told a team like the uh, like the Golden State Warriors they're shooting for the play-in, they would be disappointed. If you told the Lakers they were shooting for the play-in, they would be disappointed. It seems like Carolina has an affinity for trying to just be a back end of the playoffs, slide in as an afterthought. I want to actually get to the playoffs and compete at a high level. Adding talent is the way you do that. I'm sorry. And I don't see Clifford as a talent developer. Ooh, okay. L- listen, you, you know how I feel about you. All I'm saying to you is, you're saying, well, Golden State would feel this sort of way about the play. Yeah, but they have established a championship culture. Charlotte's got to build one, right? So I still, and, I still, and, I still and, think that and requires some baby you steps. Add talent. We we don't baby steps isn't getting excited with the, the the first little bit of winning that we do, and then we'd be like, okay, we got to get to the play. And no, that's what we did previously in the past. We got excited that we got just mellow, and we were like, well, hold oh, on, we hold on, play, hold play, on, hold on. I gotta ask you. You're a smart now. guy. You're a smart guy. Hold on, let me ask you this though, because this is. I, I but this was never the plan. Like the plan was for this team to be, you know, much healthier than they are. And so let me let me put it to you in these terms, right? If, if this team goes into next season with a healthy Lamelo, a healthy Brandon Miller, a healthy Miles Bridges, and a healthy Mark Williams, and basically what they've got around them now, how good do you think that team? How many how many wins does that team get? I'm th- I'm thinking close to forty. If you add a top five pick, we could be in that forty five to fifty range. But but what pick? Because this everybody who knows this draft. Is I, want, saying, I want I want Cody Williams. He's a six nine forty percent shooter from the three. Can defend multiple positions. Okay. He'll play great along with uh, um, Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges. We can have literally three players six seven or above shooting the three, drive the rim, and defend multiple positions. That's what we need to do. I love Cody Williams as a as a top five ish pick. That's what I would do. 
You know, I, I'll be real with you. I haven't seen a ton of Colorado basketball, but I've seen some Cody Williams. There is some stuff to like there. I won't lie there. Vernon, thank you, brother. Appreciate the phone call. Keep texting. 704-570-9610. What you got, Smoke? I will say we have not – we're kind of half-joking. Look, we, we love what's happening. We still don't think this is a playing team. The odds are pretty insurmountable. No, neither one of us think yeah. they are. No, and plus, it's not like the situation of the NFL where once you're, you finish the season and you have the record you have, you're not going to be at that pick. Like, the lottery could change things completely. I'm sorry. There's some people on the text line going at Vernon. Like, not in a bad way, but one guy's like, damn it, Vernon is ticking me the bleep off. There's a whole lot of that coming in. Somebody called him a Debbie Downer. Spence says uh, Vernon's an idiot. The Hornets have to crawl before they can walk. Anyone who understands sports would know that. There ain't no top pick this year. Well, there probably is, but in a draft like this, that top pick could be taken fourth. He could be taken eighth. He could be taken 15th like Giannis was once upon a time. There's nothing, no consensus in this one. Hurricane Mark is up next on the phone lines. Mark, what's going on, brother? Thank you for holding. No problem, KB. Hey, congratulations on your third championship. Thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, I'm going to switch gears on your second talk from hockey. Um, oh. If Bally, if Bally Sports was on fire, I would not relieve myself on them. I am so sick and tired of not being able to watch the Hurricanes play. I'm beside myself. <laughs> Last night was a a signature win. That yeah. was a playoff win. And I'm being held by held hostage by by Bally. That I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, th- this team is so good. We are so much healthier. I mean, that Florida team was. I mean, they were. They have lost a a, a road game in regulation in like 10 games oh they'd won 11 that, straight road that, games going in it was amazing that that just doesn't happen i mean for 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 Cooch to play the way he did last night i feel like he's finally starting to get it because for the longest time he would have a good game and have a bad game and just bounce back and forth but i feel like he's finally starting to get it and i, I mean it, it, it's it's so refreshing I hear you. Hey, Kachekov was incredible last night. Incredible last night. Mark, I appreciate you, brother. Be good. Uh, Mark, and Mark, by the way, I, we were having some trouble hearing you there, but I hope everybody out there could hear most of Mark's call. Um, you're, you're a little faint right there. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Rob is up next. Rob, what's going on, boss? How are you? What's going on, KB? KB, you're one of my favorites. I love you. And I very seldomly disagree with you. I do on this one Uh-oh. thing. Talk to Before me. Before you went to the break, man, you posed the question, if they go on a run, should Clifford not be allowed to coach for his job? And I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and assume you was just trolling. But absolutely not. He should not be able to allow to coach for his job, man. <laughs> like him as a guy, been a head coach for 10-plus years in the league, only had three winning seasons with a 500 or above record. Um I just, I just don't see it, man. I think they got to turn the page. Whether they went 18 in a row, like you guys said, should be the goal or not, I think we got to turn the page on him. We can give him the all-star treatment after he leaves as a coach, and we'll treat him like we treated Paul Silas around the building before he passed away. Okay. But I think we definitely got to move, move on, man. All right. Well, you know, it's clearly you and I vibe, so I value that more than a minor disagreement, all right? Um, but I, I would ask, is there a number, even if it's a ridiculous number? Like if I said, Rob, what does Clifford have to do in these final 27 games to, to change your mind? How many games he got to win? Uh, I'm, it's not a number. He's done what he was supposed to do. He okay. stabilized the franchise when the coach from the net, uh, was it Kenny Atkinson when he pulled out? Sure. Uh, so he's done what he, he done what he needed to do. He stabilized the franchise. We got new ownership. 
we got new stars here. It's trying to time to turn the page and get a good coach. We want to put him in the front office uh, in another capacity or have him as a D coordinator on the staff or whatever. Yes, but there's no number, man. It's, it's, it's time to turn the page. All right, Rob. I still love you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the phone call. 704-570-9610. Uh, Panthers PSL sucker. I, I mean, he says something, well, kind of similar. He says, KB, I love you, but you are overvaluing your own players a la the Panthers. LaMelo, Miles, and Mark are all limited. The Rook is the real deal, but only him. Okay, I mean, how limited is Miles Bridges? I'm asking, like, how limited is he? I've been concerned about his three-point shot, but he's actually been pretty efficient from behind the arc. He has, right. Yeah. So, I'm mean, like, but the only guys who aren't at least a little bit limited in certain ways are probably the half-dozen superstars in this league. Everybody else is at least a little bit limited, right? And you're still talking about young players with hopefully higher ceilings. This this anti-Lamello stuff, I understand your concerns about the ankles. I even under, I, I'm even with you on you know some of the body language on the bench when they were getting kicked in the teeth i'm with you on that stuff but you want to bail on this kid at 22 i, I can't i can't agree with that now if he comes in and screws up the chemistry and he can't get along with people then you do what you got to do but i i don't foresee that being the case at least not right now 704-570-9610 uh texter's blowing us up wolfpack james wants alexander sar uh like three more people are yelling at vernon to lighten up a little bit uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all take it easy on my man Vern a little bit. 704 number did say trade Mello with his pixie stick ankles for a veteran. Uh, he's loose with the ball and two ball dominant. Well, it's too late to trade him. You can't trade him until after the season. Panther Bo is up next on the phone lines. Panther Bo, what's going on, buddy? Hey, KB. Hope you're doing well. Happy Hornets Friday. Happy Hornets Friday. Hey, man. Um, you know, I, like, I grew up going to, you know, a lot of Hornets games, and it just seems like we've we haven't had anything to really root for or anything fun to watch uh, in a long time. Um, you know, whether that's Michael Jordan's ownership or what you want to call it. But um, I mean, we're starting to see what these players are saying about this team that have left, you know, whether it's uh, Terry Rozier or, or PJ Washington. So we're starting to see maybe there was a culture problem here. And now we've got some dogs. Uh, we've got some, we got some studs and some, some Charlotteans. Uh, and they're fun to watch, man. I'm looking forward to watching again tonight. Uh, it's exciting. It's a refreshing perspective, Bo. Thank you. And I'm sure you'll be with us tonight at 9 o'clock for the pregame show, right? Hey, you know I don't miss often. I know you don't. He really doesn't. I appreciate you, Bo. One thing that's reliable, no matter if it's like 7 o'clock tip, 10 o'clock tip, uh, Sunday at like 4, Panther Bo's he's here for the pregame show. We, we await the Panther Bo pregame show text, my, myself and Bo. It's always there. And we appreciate that. 704 uh, Texter's writing in. 336 number said, Miles Bridges and LaMelo Limited. That's certainly dot, 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 an opinion. I, I just, limited's a strange way to describe some of these guys, right? Did you think, like, do, do, do you think that we think that LaMelo's already Michael Jordan? Do, do you think that I believe that Miles Bridges is already LeBron James? Because I, I don't. I promise you I don't. But I think they're pretty good, like really good, actually. And I'm not ready to bail on them just yet. That's all. Like they just refocused. The re- they did the thing that so many people wanted them to do, and it's working already. They were sellers at the trade deadline. And not only are they set up for the future, they, they got better immediately. That almost never happens. In fact, I heard Mac talking about it this morning, the, uh, the jazz beat writer who was tweeting about this after the game. And he just pointed out, hey, they brought in a bunch of mature adults. To, this is what he said, what we've been saying. They brought in a bunch of mature adults into the locker room. They got set up for the future and, um, you know, good for them. It was Tony Jones for The Athletic. 
he was the one tweeting about that last night saying good for the Hornets. Look at what they've done for themselves. They made some smart, savvy trades. They got a first rounder. They shed some, you know, guys who clearly weren't working. They bring back adults to, to play in Steve Clifford's system. And, you know, look at what they're doing right now. It, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. So I also point out, and I'm one of these that says, hey, the coaches take a lot of heat. We like to blame coaches when things go wrong, but coaches don't often get as much, you know, credit when things aren't going, or when things are going well. And so here they've won four straight. Steve Clifford looks like a new man. They're clearly buying into his defensive scheme and, you know, the things that he's asking them, to, but he gets no credit for that. It's pretty wild. That's all. Oh, here it was. The Tony Jones tweet, quote, the Charlotte Hornets actually went to the deadline, put together a mature basketball team with adults in the room and came away with assets in the process. Well done, end quote. That was Tony Jones, jazz beat writer last night. People are recognizing it. Tom is up next on the phone lines. Tom, what's going on, man? Hey, Kyle. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I, I wish I had about 20 minutes, but I know I don't. Hey, right. uh, I can't even hardly find people, friends of mine or family. Not a lot of people uh, will talk on it because nobody watches them but me. But um, <laughs> I've been hanging in there all year, and and it's been it, almost to the point where there's been a few games, obviously, that have been so rough. I just didn't even tune in at all. But uh, I couldn't be happier. And with Clifford, I was a little disappointed that, even though as bad as this team was, that he couldn't coach a win or two somewhere along the way. But, but now that, now that I see what's going on with defense and everything, last night, like the the, the Brandon Miller uh, stopping the lob, and then uh, three guys chasing the ball out of bounds. I don't think I've ever seen that all season, and um, that that's impressive. And I and I want to I wasn't much on Cliff either. I was I just had enough of him. But I tell you what. I'll take anything, anytime, anywhere, anybody that wants to coach this team. And if they're playing that hard right now, I'll take it. I, whatever it takes to win. We don't need to be out here trying to, you know, provide this team like it's a, a lab experiment or anything. Whatever whatever works, you've got to do it. you got to stick with it. Whatever works after what we've been watching early this year. Oh. I mean, it's amazing. We almost have two players at every position now if uh, Williams and, and LaMelo come back. So I couldn't be happier, and I just say let it ride out. And I like Steve a lot, and I didn't really, you know, want him around much. But now I don't care. I'll take him. He's he's coaching his his rear end off, uh, you know, with this defense, and I'll take it, man. Those guys play hard. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you, buddy. I, I got a lot more of these I want to take, but we got a busy show and uh, Chip Patterson here in about seven minutes. So we go to smoke on the headlines. Who is smoke? Where is smoke? <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. Well, okay, so we're going to go with someone that you were thinking about maybe the Hornets trading for this past offseason. Uh, and good thing he didn't because Jordan Poole has been moved to the bench for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I, this is. I was laughing at myself last night because I, I had interest in Jordan Poole last offseason. And, boy, I feel really stupid. I've, I just – that was not going to go well. Um I remember seeing that stat about how many points he was pouring in when Steph was on the bench, and I was like, hey, maybe if he could just spread his wings and fly a little bit, he might be all right. And he hasn't really been all right, so I'm, I, I'll take the L on that one. We all get some wrong. What else you got? And speaking of taking the Ls, I feel like Fanatics has to take the L because the MLB Players Association has filed a complaint over the pants that Fanatics now has for the, the jerseys. How many of you feel strongly about this issue? The new Major League Baseball uniforms from Nike? Because the, I think they are, in fact, garbage. I, I think they are, in fact, absolute garbage. And first of all, cheap more than anything. 
if you tuck a jersey in with a white jersey and you can see that white jersey through the white pants, that is cheap. You can see a lot more than just. The oh, white you can pants. see a lot more than just. I, I'm just starting there. Yeah. They're awful. I mean, they they look like knockoffs, cheap material. Like just some of the the scrubbiest work that Nike's ever done. It's terrible. All right, and finally, this is pretty massive news here. Liverpool and Manchester United will square off on Saturday, August third, at Williams Bryce Stadium. Now, what is happening? Why? Why? I mean, good for them. I, I don't object to this at all. But why are Liverpool and Man United playing at, at Williams Bryce at Willie B? Why? <laughs> but they had one of these last year too, right? I, I think they might have. No, I, I think it was they had they had a couple of international teams play there. How is this happening in in Colombia? Oh, the price of seeing those players come to Colombia in the middle of the summer. Oh, the hottest place <laughs> on earth. But it, it's funny too. It doesn't matter where you are in the south. There's a 90% chance that if you ask somebody, where's the hottest place in the south? It's, oh, it's Columbia, South Carolina. It's just that that urban heat effect, no breeze. So far away from the ocean, all of it. It's just not so, close enough to the mountains. Oh, it's so hot. Every, oh, best of, good luck and Godspeed to Liverpool and Man United. We come back. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's Walker Mail from Weston Walker. Join us Monday from 12 to 3. We'll recap the Hornets weekend and look ahead at the NFL Combine. All on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. WFNZ here on a Friday. We're busy, by the way. Uh, but the, the beginning of the show, pretty wide open. Wanted to ch- start with the Hornets, and uh, we'll get to the Panthers, and more specifically, the NFL salary cap. An unexpected burst of salary cap room, an additional 30.8. Is that right, Smoke? 30.8 or $30.6 million yeah. for the NFL salary cap, meaning it seems like Carolina could possibly very easily solve its Brian Burns problem with this sudden influx of, of cap money. So we'll get to that. But uh, we were loaded. we got a lot of great folks to talk to. Let's welcome in Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. He's back for a Friday visit and a conversation. What's up, Chip? How are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. Hope you are. Yeah, doing well. A lot, lot of good things going on this week. Uh, what, what's caught you? This has been a, a, this is a notoriously slow week on the sports calendar. What's caught your attention this week? Well, you know what's really funny? And, like, not to go too inside baseball on this, but, of course, the five-plus – model gets approved on Tuesday. I would say in the big picture, it's like a medium college football story. You know, a lot of fans probably would be coming back. But with the NBA on the All-Star break, with the NFL and a Super Bowl hangover, Kyle, you would not believe who had four CBS Sports HQ hits on Tuesday to talk about the 5 plus 7 model. (laughs) So, you know, whether we're talking about projecting what it would look like, whether we're in 2024, whether we're talking about, you know, uh, them already meeting about 2026 and beyond, you know, my, my has found a lot more people more interested in the college football playoff than might have otherwise been uh, due to where we are in the sports calendar. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have any – what about these reports, by the way, that we're going to 12, but they're also simultaneously considering going to 14 as soon as two years from now? Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, for all the evidence that shows us 12 doesn't work, right, that 12's not enough <laughs> when we haven't even had a single college football playoff game in the 12-team format. But – my read of those negotiations is that the SEC and the Big Ten uh, are, are stepping into there and saying, okay, you know, we don't want to just know that our conference champion has an automatic bid. We would like automatic bids for our conference. 
And if you are in the ACC, in the Big 12, or in the Mountain West, then you don't want to give up any spots in the playoffs. And so the way that I see it is it's a situation where the only way to give the SEC and the Big Ten what they want while also keeping your access is to expand further. So talk of going to 14, talk of going to 16, I think that is hand-in-hand with the SEC and the Big Ten that getting automatic bids for their conference and multiple ones. Okay, so that that's where we are with uh, the college football stitch. I'm excited about this. I, I'm. Are you looking forward to this, by the way, Chip? I mean, we we talk all the time about news and what you think about actual. Like, what's your opinion, though? Are you are can you get excited for a 12 team playoff? 100. percent Okay. Um, and I think that yeah, 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 because we just don't know. I, I mean, just like the the entertainment of entry, just being like, oh wow, we have a 5-12 matchup. For example, again, like back to projecting out what it would be, you know, a 5-12 matchup might have Liberty getting a chance against a big dog like a Texas or an Oregon, a team that might be top three or four but didn't win its conference championship. You know, we've got incredible opportunity for the ACC champion, whether that's Clemson, whether that's Florida State. And look, you and I have talked a lot. NC State has not won an ACC championship since 1979. And if they do win an ACC championship this year, you automatically get a bid right to the quarterfinals of the college football playoff with a three or a four seed most likely. So I I think that the fact that we haven't seen it before, I think the first round with the on-campus games are going to be absolutely electric. So, yeah, I can get very fired up. And I'll tell you that I'm also a little bit excited for the opportunity to just kind of hold college football fans' hands through this as really we're going to start talking about seeding the playoff race in a serious way, you know, in November, right? And it's a much bigger, bigger group that's going to be eligible to go, and I think that's a good thing for college football ultimately. I'm right there with you. we got Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Um, Is the return of EA Sports college football the, the cultural milestone that many believe it to be? Yes, I think so. Um, The thing that will be the ultimate test is whether or not we see, like it will be a cultural milestone of significance to me if it brings in more sports fans to college football. If uh, people who did not grow up going to college football games or, you know, graduate from a, a, a school with a good college football program, if general video gaming or sports video gaming fans get more turned on to college football from the video games, then it will be a modern sort of cultural milestone within sports. If it is just the nostalgia hit for everybody who played the game before, then, you know, we'll, we'll see what the long-term ramifications are, but I would not have high expectations for that. So that to me is the big TBD. Like I know that there's going to be people that are fired up just to get a dynasty going again. You know, just to cut a four-star, just to go sign a five-star. You know, everything that they do with the roster management there. But I'm, I'm going to wait and see if it has an impact because I do believe that game was so successful that a lot of people found an entry into college football through the video game. Will that happen again? Uh, only time will tell. All right, uh, I'm going to play the audio of Jeff Halfley 
for the audience here in about tw- uh, 15 minutes or so. Um, he seems giddy to be out of college football. Dennis Dodge, your colleague at CBS, has a front-page story out today. He says, trend of coaches leaving for the NFL has no end in sight. What do you think of that phenomenon, and, and can it be reversed? And we're hearing a lot of coaches talk about, man, I got third stringers coming to me wanting to bump in their NIL, and I'm just done with this stuff. Yeah, I'm not all the way um... – I'm not all the way there okay. because there's, yeah, there's just not enough NFL jobs. One, let's just call it like a numbers game, right? I mean, not every college football player is going to make it to the NFL. Not every college coach has a chance at the NFL. Number two, what does the NFL love? NFL loves anybody who's had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. NFL loves young whiz kids. You know, NFL likes to get people with NFL experience. And what does Jeff Hapley have? He has NFL experience. So Jeff Hapley going to the NFL, um, I'm sure that he's glad not to have to fight the uphill battle that he was fighting at Boston College in terms of resources and investment. But guess what? Like that happens already, even without NIL and transfer portal, he was going to be struggling to to deal with that. So I'm, I number one, don't think it's a epidemic because there's not that many jobs. Number two, NFL likes to hire from its own pipeline. Co- number three, coaches have always complained. They told us cost of attendance was going to ruin college football. So I, I think that this will all get ironed out when we move into the future of high-level college football, where I imagine roster management is going to be very different five, six years down the line. All right, before I let you go, does uh, Carolina hold off UVA tomorrow, or does a pissed-off UVA team uh, you know, upset, uh, upset the heels? Buddy, there is not a worse spot for a North Carolina team that's had a week off. To, I mean, like the rest-rust debate. You could tell me that Hubert Davis wanted a week to be able to, like, hammer things down and hit the reset button. But walking into JPJ against the pissed-off Virginia team who's going to just make that game miserable, bad, bad spot to start breaking a sweat again after a week off. I would definitely put the Tar Heels on upset alert. There you go. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Y'all be well. Chip Patterson with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Hour number two and the best audio in sports next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.